0: Welcome to day two of the Tap In Geek Out Celebration of Beer. This week we're bringing you seven interviews over seven days with breweries from the 2018 Great American Beer Festival. This episode was such a good time with brewmaster Eric and head brewer Ashley from the Green Flash Brewing Company out of San Diego, California want to make a point to thank both Barb and Dave for making this happen since we know that borrowing two of your key people during that crazy Saturday night session is a big ask, but Green Flash delivered not only the goods, but I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest that they stole the show with a very special beer, the religious experience
1: known as Golden God. My favorite beer that I had over the entire fest was the Golden God by Green Flash. I'm a big fan of Green Flash. I was shocked that we got them our first year as a podcast at GABF. So thank you very much, Green Flash, for having faith in us. I've been drinking your beer for a very long time, and I hope you enjoyed the interview that we conducted. Excited to get 30 minutes off the floor. (laughs) My feet. Every single person that sat down has been like, like, oh, "Oh, thank God. This is going to be great. It's so
2: quiet and nice back here. Yeah.
0: Throw the cans on. It's a different experience. You'll be able to tell if you're coming through. All right. You're excited to be here.
3: (laughs) I I do not like hearing my own voice. You
1: don't? When you hear it through here, though, you're going to
2: absolutely love it. Yes,
1: it's warm. Yeah, it's warm and nice.
2: (laughs) You guys actually sound way better without the microphone. I was going to say creepier,
3: but that's Creepier? No, that's me, actually, I
2: think. (laughs) I'm the creepier one. I like your honesty already. This is going to be so much fun. We'll be okay.
0: You guys are our last interview for the day. I've been looking forward to this one. I think that when we first posed the question about someone from Green Flash sitting down and talking with us, there was some skepticism. Like, what are you going to ask us? It's like, (laughs) hey, we're just fans. You know, we're at JBF with you. We really like your beer. We just want to find out more about the brewery, the brewers, the personalities, the staff, everything, all of it. Sure. Whatever we can squeeze into whatever time we have. And we promise not to ask you stuff that you don't already know the answer to. (laughs) So... This should be. Should
3: we only be found fun. out about this a couple hours ago. Did, Did you? Yeah. We're I mean, totally yeah. not he even like, nervous. Yeah, no. <laughs> we weren't skeptical about anything.
1: No, we talked to someone at Green Flash yesterday, and I think once she met us, she was fine with it, but she was like, You guys have to understand. We get a lot of weird requests, and we just wanted to make sure that you guys were above board. And I was like,
3: We get weird requests. That's
1: what we were told, correct?
2: Usually I'm the one that makes weird
3: requests. Yeah, I was okay. That's like, All right,
0: cool. These may be your PR or your marketing it was people barb. That are like, I think it was Barb. Yeah. yeah. Shielding you from all. We are very sensitive. We need to be shielded, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So late on a Saturday night, Great American Beer Festival 2018. Has this been a
2: successful one for Green Flash? I think it's been successful. I mean, we had some, let's just say, financial turmoil earlier this year. So a lot of people don't actually know that we're still in business. And so this hopefully puts that rumor to rest. And on top of that, we've changed ownership. And when you have new ownership... You maybe have questions about what's going to happen in the future. A lot of the employees have. And we've kind of righted the ship here and we have a plan now um, you know some of the new beers that we're going to release next year were out there on the festival floor so got a lot of great feedback and heard a lot of good things from our fans who um, you know are super supportive and who you know come out and tell me how they love West Coast IPA and how the Jameson collaboration beer that we did was their favorite beer in that festival area so oh right on okay, thanks so guys, guys yeah. favorite beer of the 2018 festival. we were um, hands down i would say we're proud of that would yeah. you say that Ashley? Yeah. yeah i couldn't
1: believe it in fact I gave it to him, I gave it to Nikki, and I went back up and got another one because I wanted more of it. And I don't know how to describe it. Doug, you used the word buttery. Where does that unique flavor come from? Because I've never had anything like it, and it tastes amazing.
3: Well, it was kind of, I know, I'm like, all right. Because the actual beer recipe, before it even went in the barrel, they even asked us to describe it. We're like, Not Golden really sure. <laughs> Porter is basically the best we came up with. So I actually attribute probably a lot of that to the malt characteristics, combined with the barrel characteristics. And we left it in for pretty much exactly six months. And we started tasting it after, I don't know, maybe four months. Yeah. And even then, and by the time we actually finished it off, it turned out just unbelievable. I mean, better than we ever thought, I think. Right. We did we
2: did to. a version of it last year, and we used a different yeast an Irish yeah. ale yeast. I think it added some phenols that were maybe not as pleasant. So this one we did right. with our cow ale yeast, our house ale yeast. And it just made it so clean. It'll let the barrel flavors shine through. it let those malt flavors shine through. We used a little bit of uh, coffee malt or uh, brown malt mm-hmm. from Simpsons, and that just gives it this subtle roastiness. So it's, you know, it's not a stout. It's not a porter. However, it does have some little, you know, nuttiness there. And uh, the Jameson barrels are really fruity, you know, pear, apple, etc. And so we ended up getting a lot of those flavors in there, but I also tasted passion fruit. From the wood, we got coconut and vanilla. It's just super complex. And a lot of people came back, which was really heartening.
3: Those Jameson barrels came in and I remember that truck coming in at like eight o'clock in the morning and opening it up and just got that Jameson chill because they were just <laughs> so potent and wet. fresh as We were, just, can be, we were yeah. so fresh. We were so excited to use them.
2: There was a little bit in the bottle of every barrel and these yeah. these kids were like,
3: we should get all that stuff. And I was like, you guys leave that in there. <laughs> we only emptied like four. <laughs> oh, now, now I find out. <laughs> it's in the bottom drawer of my office. <laughs>
0: So the good news is, is that you guys made a fantastic brew that I'm sure left an impression throughout all of the festival. The bad news is, it doesn't sound like that's going to be something that's like in any kind of scale of your production going forward.
2: We have an ongoing relationship with Jameson. If you're listening, Jameson, we'd love to have more barrels. We have
3: mentioned uh, it. So. We
2: have mentioned it yeah, many. We would times, actually really so like to do it. So. We would love. To, I would love to do that as a you know a seasonal release, maybe an annual release, where we could put it out in like a single serve twelve ounce package. I think it'd be just a great beer to put out. And that's the kind of stuff that hopefully with the new Green Flash is that we're going to focus more on doing some really creative things and putting out some small can releases, some small bottle releases, and really get back to our roots there with, you know, just making creative beers and having beer be the important thing, which is sometimes you lose sight of. So it's it's nice to really regain that focus.
0: You know, I would say that we're about as dialed in to the craft brew scene Colorado specifically, but nationwide uh, overall, I think we try and keep up on the news. I had no idea about the ownership or any of the financial concerns or anything like that. All I knew is that every time Eric, he lives down in Colorado Springs, every time he drives up, he stops and buys a six pack of Passion Fruit Kicker every time. (laughs) So, And that was never interrupted. He always kept showing up at the Passion Fruit Kicker and we had no idea that any of that was happening. So, how long have you guys been with Green Flash?
2: I'm the brewmaster, Eric Jensen, and I've been there for close to 7 years.
3: I'm the head brewer. I've been there almost 4 years now.
0: Let's talk about like the last 3 years in particular because I think that's, you know, halfway across the country here in Colorado. That's when I started to notice that, you know, we got a Green Flash beer to start with and then it was probably like what, 2015, 2016 that we noticed that we were getting more of the cans. What did the trajectory look like in that time? Had you guys ramped up production, distribution?
3: 2015 was insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's when I first um, saw you guys, or at least out here.
3: Yeah, I mean, what do we do? Ninety thousand barrels? Um,
2: wow. Yeah, close. Yeah, maybe seventy to ninety. I mean, somewhere was in a, there. It was it was a lot. It was a big, big year. Um, and you know, our our goal at that time was to be a national brewery, and uh, especially with you know, sort of mid sized breweries like we are. Uh, in order to get out there, you got to put beers in packages. And so we bought a new bottling line. It's from KHS. It does a great job. We get really good uh, results from it. And at that point, you know, it was kind of like we made that big investment and we got to go big. So we started shipping beer outside of San Diego at, in greater volumes. And then that's when we started building a brewery on the East Coast, which uh, we don't have anymore. That I did hear <laughs>
0: about. It was in uh,
2: North Carolina, uh, Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Virginia, Chicago, yeah. Did you hear me cry there? <laughs> I am sad.
1: What drew me to you guys first, honestly, as a comic book fan, was the name. I went to a bar that had 50 different beers on tap, and I saw Green Flash Passion Fruit Kicker, and I said, okay, what's that? Green Lantern and the Flash is what I think of. I'm sure that's not where the name (laughs) came from but at all, and in fact, I'll have you tell me. But when I saw that, uh, you don't often see Passion Fruit in beer, and I love the word kicker, and as soon as I had a taste of it, I mean, I sat there the rest of the night until they closed and kept ordering them. Where did the name come from though
2: green flash is a meteorological kind of phenomena when you have a sunset there's certain conditions that happen where right when it's setting you can get this little sort of flash of green and uh, sadly since i'm good and colorblind i've never experienced this Um, someone came to me today and was like hey check this out and they showed me a picture on their phone and like it's a green flash i'm like i can't tell
3: (laughs) i did have somebody come up to me earlier and ask me that like no it's colorado and we're green and i'm like no, California has weed legal too. And we're still 16 yeah. years old. Pe- a, lot so. asking, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people are asking
2: us about this like green sort of sun looking thing. Like who's
3: a weed. No, it's a green flash. It's what happens. Yeah. So well, I'm glad
2: you I finally know. And I'm yeah. glad you love passion fruit kicker. Cause we're very proud of that one as well. It's a nice beer. Please tell me that's it, not going to go away. It will it? go away for a bit, but it's going to be a seasonal um, release. Okay. Yeah.
1: I really enjoy that beer. And again, I looked around yesterday and I don't think I saw any beer that had passion fruit in it. Lots of different fruits. Mm. I had some watermelon beer. I even had some oyster beer, mm. but not passion fruit.
2: That one came about, um, I was asked to do it and they said, hey, we want to do a passion fruit beer and I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, do I got to do a damn stinking fruit beer? And, because I say that a lot. I basically put down this sort of like, I will do it, but we have to use real fruit and it has to be legit and it has to taste great. So, We started off with some passion fruit concentrate that we actually put into the beer, and it gives it a nice little tartness there, and it gives it a lot of that flavor when you taste it, but it lacked aroma. And we'd been working with an outfit in San Diego called Tea Gallery, and they make a lot of just specialty tea blends, and they made us a passion fruit black tea. So we ended up making a giant pot of tea and infusing that into the beer, and that gives it this amazing tropical pop and aroma. That's where the
1: nose comes from. Yeah. Okay. So that's
2: it. And it's pretty unique, I think.
3: Yeah. Come by on a fruit and day for Passion Fruit Kicker. The brewery <laughs> smells great. Yeah. Let me tell you. I would love the to. The entire place. <laughs>
1: yeah. I see a lot of beers that I can only get once. I can find it pretty consistently here in Colorado. So considering it's a California beer, that's great for me. Again, I grabbed a six pack when I came up this weekend, as soon as I stopped at Doug's <laughs> store. When I found out you guys were going to sit down with us, I was super excited because I never thought In a million years, we'd be talking to you. So thank you guys so much for for joining us.
0: There's a lot of California breweries here, as I'm sure you guys know. San Diego has got to be a fierce scene (laughs) to be in craft brewing. There's just so much good shit coming
2: out of it. We were debating how many breweries there are in San Diego today. It's like 160 or 180. That is crazy. And I was telling her like 10, 12 years ago, I probably knew almost every brewer in town. At that time, though, there were probably 35 breweries or something. And there's just so many now. And I I said, I probably know 10% of the people in brewing right now. It's really grown up. There's a lot of good beer in San Diego, which is great because, you know, for drinkers, especially, you know, you could just go out and you can go to, you know, any restaurant. You're going to find good beer there, which is great. Just like Denver, really. There's a lot of good beer out here, of course.
0: There is. And I'm sure San Diego and places with a a lot of mom and pop mic brews, there's some stuff that
2: still got some work to do. Sure. I was noticing earlier today during the awards ceremony that, A lot of breweries that are winning, I've never heard of them. And, you know, there's, what, 8,000 breweries in the country, 2,200 entered in here. So it's not surprising, I suppose. But we've seen a thing at Green Flash where we'll have, like, good employees, and they come in, and we train them well, and they learn the process, and we turn them into good brewers. And I've seen the same thing up at Stone Brewing Company, where a lot of good brewers who are now running their own thing actually used to work for Green Flash. And a lot of good brewers used to work at Stone. And I'm sure it's the same around the country, that... For a long time, I've been doing this for 24 years, and back in the day, some people knew what they were doing, and some people made really terrible beer. But now there's such a dissemination of information and also training and all these breweries that have been training grounds for a lot of like up-and-coming brewers that all of a sudden the knowledge level in craft brewing is just exceptional, it's astronomic, it's
1: great. With that amount of competition that you've seen over the last decade, how have you had to adapt Green Flash? When you guys are the only guys on the block, you can screw up probably a couple of times. Now there's probably not much room for error, correct?
2: There was no competition. And back in the day when we got going, sometimes you couldn't find good beer. So that gave us a distinct advantage because we've always made really good beer. And West Coast IPA came out and, you know, it was sort of groundbreaking. I didn't work there at the time, but when I drank that beer the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, it just totally changed my life. And, you know, it's like when I had Blind Pig IPA for the first time or Stone IPA for the first time, it was just like, hmm, okay, it's not a big, heavy, red, you know, hoppy beer. This is like a lighter bodied beer. You can really drink a lot of it and it's balanced, even though it's super hoppy. So I don't think I answered the question, but, uh, you know, there you go.
3: (laughs) I think it was more like following trends. Do we had to make a hazy IPA? Yeah, absolutely. Did we want to? Not particularly, personally, but we made one and actually it's pretty, pretty dang, great pretty damn actually good. so yeah. there is that but we, we
2: had a, a faction beer earlier today what's it called yeah remember what it's called yep okay um anyways <laughs> it's basically <a> <laughs> <Roger's> <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, anyways it doesn't matter but the, it was very delicious but it was described to me as a hazy ipa without the haze yeah and i was like that's a great idea yeah it's great because it still had all those banging flavors and all that fruit from all those late hop additions but it wasn't cloudy and it, you kind of looked at it and you're like oh, okay yeah, yeah all right Probably a little longer shelf life, which I like.
0: And that was going to be my next question is, what things have you tasted? What kind of ideas are you going to walk away from Mm -hmm. this year with?
3: We come up with like, I don't want to say random, but kind of random ideas sometimes. Like we just did a saison that we fermented in the extra Jameson barrels with grapes grown in Eric's backyard. And it turned out phenomenal. turned out great. You know, just as like, kind of like, oh, we started just chatting about I kind of want to do a rosé. I kind of want to do this. Oh, we should do this. And then all of a sudden, here's this complete new idea that came out of it.
2: And then we find so, out from one of our brewers that yeah. his family has a grape uh, vineyard and that we could get as many grapes as we want. So we might actually make a nice big batch of it.
3: Yeah. Nice. We actually yeah. just did a kettle sour too. That turned out super good with the pink guava. Mm,
2: yeah. That was, really good. that was a collaboration with one of our <coughs> Tijuana neighbors. And, in Serhente. Uh, in Brewery in Tijuana. And they came up and we collaborated on a recipe. And we needed a little Latin flavor, so we put some guava in. We fermented it with the yeast and yeah. it turned out pretty amazing. amazing. And like I was saying earlier is that that turned out to be one of our small can releases. So we canned it off and released 125 cases of it. And that's the kind of stuff that we're going to start doing a little bit more of. You know, we're going to try to be a little more limber and a little, uh, you know, like try to act like the small guys here because a lot of competition out there. Absolutely. And we know we can do cool things and we know we can make great beer. So why not do 125 case releases? Send at least 25 out to Colorado so I can <laughs> get my hands on it. That's Hopefully.
3: actually been discussed to do the smaller draft releases also. For yeah, it'll, it'll be draft releases.
2: So when we do the small can releases at the tasting room, we'll probably end up throwing some of that draft out here.
1: Well, thank you very much. We <laughs> really appreciate it. You're that. welcome. <laughs>
0: We've talked to a lot of brewers over the weekend. I could easily say that you two are two of the most confident, and it's with good reason. And this is a a little ass-kissing, but you guys make damn good beer. I'm assuming, judging by the titles I heard earlier, that you guys are given a lot of latitude. You know, sometimes you have to do something because that's what the market is doing. But otherwise, Green Flash is giving you free reign.
3: I would say pretty much, yeah. We have a five-barrel pilot system that we use frequently, I mean, at this point. So we're always trying to come up with new ideas and new recipes or let's do this or let's do this and it's a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. We enjoy it. It's nice to be brewers. It's really what it comes down to. It really is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's
2: pretty fun. I used to be an accountant and that was no fun. So when I have to spend the day in the office and a couple hours of it is just pouring over the spreadsheet and just kind of thinking about new beers that I would like to brew and just making recipes, it's kind of a treat. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets to do that.
0: I've told him it's the end game for us. It has to be, right? I mean, we're going to talk to brewers long enough that we're finally going to be like, oh, we need to actually start doing this. <laughs> and hopefully we have the benefit of you know people that have been doing it for a long time.
3: Come do a collaboration. Come hang out.
0: Well, we're going to have to exchange information afterward. We had no idea who we were actually going to be talking to today, so we didn't get any kind of information in advance. Like, <laughs> this is the first cold interview we've done all day. And it, I think it's going really well. And, and uh, again, I appreciate it back to what you were talking about though, with training people up and then them going off to do their own thing. There's a good side to that because that's how the scene grows. And there's a downside to that because you just lost a great employee. Right. Like, it's right? hard. Yeah.
2: It's, always, a constant it's struggle. The, it's always the best one too. It's like, Oh man, you know, that guy could quit. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, not you.
3: But on the other hand, like at this point, we've gotten a lot of resumes and applications from other small rope breweries in San Diego, so that want to come up to larger scales or production we facilities. We have so, seen that a lot lately, yeah. Which is kind of fun too, because then they're coming in from a smaller facility, and they bring their own kind of set of knowledge to everything too. So everybody kind of gets to learn and train each other, which has been
2: rad. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, we yeah. have—I think we have a pretty collaborative spirit there. Certainly, we don't want people just sort of doing whatever. (laughs) No. But Ashley and I are always, we want our people to come to, hey, I think we can do this better. Like, oh, yeah. Or maybe we can get more aroma out of those hops. And so we're constantly changing the way that we do things. And there's no static like, hey, we do this and we've always done it this way and we're never going to change and whatever. It's kind of like, you know, we've changed the way we dry hop in the last couple of years, probably three or four times just because Alpine Beer Company and Green Flash are the same company. And those guys are talented brewers and they brought a lot of recipes in that we're brewing at our big brewery right now, but we had to learn how to brew them. And when we did that, of course, we learned from some true experts how to do things a little bit differently. And we'd be fools if we didn't actually incorporate those methods into what we do at Green Flash because some of them are amazing. It's just the way we do things. You know, we want to change. We want to get better. It is pretty cool to be a brewer, isn't it? (laughs) It's it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did I mention I used to be an accountant? Oh. <laughs>
0: you did mention that. What's next? I know you guys are going to get home and get some downtime and, and get back to work making beer. Uh, what's the next event for Green Flash?
3: Treasure Chest. Treasure, Treasure
0: what's Chest. What's that?
2: yes.
3: Yeah, it's our Breast Cancer Awareness Charity Event at the Brewery on September 30th. That's,
0: That's pretty soon. Right around the corner. Yeah. Yep, yeah, so it's
2: yeah. Next, yeah. Sunday, next Sunday, and we partner with the Komen Foundation in San Diego. The money gets donated to them, and... We make a lot of special beers for that event, and we're going to do it inside of the brewery. And I think the number was
3: nineteen. Yeah,
0: nineteen lot. beers that are Different. specifically for that event.
2: A lot of wow. them are like beers that we might have already, and we're like, "Hey, I think this would be really cool with some ginger yeah. and blackberry. Let's try mm-hmm. that out." So, you know, some things that you will be able to get at Treasure Chest and maybe never see again, or some of them that we blow the keg in a half hour. We might, oh, we yeah. Want to think about that with awesome food pairings. With food pairings, yeah. yeah. So, really cool event.
0: Really cool and a event. A dunk tank, a dunk tank, and a great cause. Yeah, 100%. And a great another course, exactly. great pairing. You guys are just knocking it out of the park. good yeah. stuff. This is normally the part where I would ask, like, "Well, how do people find you online?" But you're Green Flash, so our listeners. Are, I'm
3: pretty sure it's greenflashbrew.com. Yeah, already, yeah feeling awesome. pretty good about that. They already know how to do that. Yeah.
0: Well, I want to be respectful of your time. I think we've already gone 25. We'll get you guys
3: again. We didn't ask for anything. We
2: don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because that only leaves you 30 more minutes on the floor, right? And then you're done, correct? Can we just stay here for the next 30 minutes? You
3: are are (laughs) more than welcome to. As much as I'd like to uh, go back to the Jameson tent. Actually, I'm going to have another
2: golden god. almost certainly.
0: (laughs) If there's (laughs) a golden god left, that might be the one that would draw me back upstairs. There you
2: go.
3: Oh, yeah, it is. And there's also passion fruit kicker. So maybe we should just go up and start drinking again.
1: Uh, Don't twist my arm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you say, man? What do you say we go have a beer before we leave?
1: As long as we can get packed up and the equipment is safe, I am down with that.
0: That's a very good point. Thanks again to you both. We, we you. really appreciate it. You're yeah, it was welcome. awesome. Thank you guys so good much. Times.